Welcome back. Welcome back to the All Inclusive Sports Podcast. We have a heavy, heavy uh, basketball episode today because, you know, that's what's going on right now. So, you know, we keep it current, keep it keep it juicy for y'all. It's what, well into the summer right now. We still got NBA basketball. Usually, right about now, we've already had a champion crowned. Not typically. The 28th. So, it, it, typically, it'd be like, okay, if, if we had a game seven, it'd be like tonight right. or tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen a lot of a lot of – um, where were you back then where they said it's been 15 years since this team won this championship, since this player won his championship. So, like I said, it's been usually mid to late June, but right now we're about to go into July, and we still haven't had the NBA Finals game one even start yet. So I'm cool with that. We got to recap, though. We got to get back to the conference semifinal rounds. We had, of course, the Suns sweep the Denver Nuggets at first, but then we had some other teams that hadn't wrapped up the last time we were on the air, so we got to get to those, right? Right. So we had uh, the Suns swept the Denver Nuggets. Utah fell apart, in my opinion, against the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, we can just <laughs> jump right into it right there because I thought with Kawhi Leonard, and he's still out right now, now that they're in the actual um, conference finals, right. I thought with Kawhi Leonard being out, we would have seen a kind of leaven of the playing field right there because we obviously did have some injuries with Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell in uh, Utah. To me, that's why they lost. And I thought with Kawhi being out, that would still be all right. But then guys like Terrence Mann, I was like, I felt like, uh, mama, there goes that man. Like, I feel, I feel <laughs> where did he, he come from all of a sudden? Hey, he making a household name for himself. Exactly. He's he, he doing big things. And we have seen, I and guess he's you a young say, player. I guess we could say we did see uh, Playoff Pete emerge again. Yo. He's been showing out. To me, the team looked better with him. Just him. Right, right. Other than him and Kawhi. And Kawhi as a, as a unit, right? I had to get rid of one of them. We talked about it going into the season. Uh, a lot of these teams had duos, obviously, and that might be a duo that can be busted up pretty quickly, right? Well, that's no longer a duo. Now it's... It's, 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 it's the PG show. It's PG, PG and, and, and man. So <laughs> whoever else got to go. And like we talked about, obviously, you said that's the reason why you felt like the Utah Jazz couldn't get past. I mean, they were the number one seed going into the thing. They were injured, man. As we can see with most of these series, most of the people who are not advancing are because of injuries. Right. The Nets lost to the Bucks, which the first two games of the Nets, you thought they was going to sweep the Bucks. Yeah. So, you know, they had injuries, Kawhi and Harden, they injuries. And then um uh the Sixers and oh, the Hawks. The si- yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. The Sixers and the Hawks and B was banged up for whatever, but I don't know that that's a whole different situation going on over there because uh they talking about getting rid of ben simmons yeah that's that's something we got to get into in a little bit here but going back to what you just talked about the net series harden tried to get into it a little bit was that game five game six trying to see if he can give it a go something like that and he, he played horrible can't do that he played horrible you so just standing there that was one of the situations like what you talked about previously where we saw a couple of years back with um kd being rushed back onto the court and then obviously what did he do? He, he tore his Achilles, right? Achilles, Achilles right, right. So Offense, that's yeah. something that we saw right there with James Harden. I felt like the, the coaching staff should have been like, you know what? I don't know what Kyrie's situation was. I think I read somewhere where Kyrie just recently had a baby. So congrats and shame on you at the same time. Did he? he? missed some time that they probably could have used him. I didn't know. I didn't know that. What, what, I, I, so I Kyrie told was you, doing with his own stuff. But I told you back back whenever, he, he mentally checks out. Right. I don't trust him. I told you that, and it is what it is. 
Uh, so yeah, and then the Hawks and the Seventy Six. And the Sixers series. Uh, Joel Embiid tried to come back in that game four right there while still being hurt and everything like that. I think he had four for twenty on his shooting. Something so like that. you already got Ben Simmons over there, who now we just realized is scared to shoot. But now you also have Embiid where he's hurt. And we've seen the same story. The process apparently has to do with a lot of injury. When they say trust the process, <laughs> it means trust that we're going to be injured a whole lot because no. we've seen this every single year from these Sixers. And this was one of the years where we really counted them out in and said, you know what, this team might actually have the, the power to get all the way. They had the nice pieces around them and everything. They had the Danny Greens and they had um, the bench Seth, plays. Yeah, yeah. Seth Curry, yeah. The bench play from Seth Curry and everything like that. But somehow, someway, Doc Rivers, I mean, he it's only so much he can do. He couldn't get them guys to play play without getting injured. Well, you can't you can't affect. I mean, you can't you can't help injuries. Like injuries happen, and 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 sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. Uh, that's on its own. Uh, but the thing about them is the post conference. I mean, the press conference after the game. Right. What they said directly about Ben, ben Simmons. Yeah, they aired it out. Yeah, and like he said, he don't know if he could be a a, a contending team with him at point guard. And MB straight threw him under the bus, <laughs> which I don't know. So, but like I say, judging from the game, you would think they're gonna trade him. But judging from what they say about him, I think not. I don't. So I don't know. But we can't put it all on on Ben Simmons, and that, I'm, not, I'm not coddling him like they said they were pretty much doing. I heard a lot of a lot of talk about that. That Brett Brown, their uh, past coach, was basically just keep on telling him like, don't worry about shooting. You don't have to worry about shooting because he is. A great defensive player, but right, I was going to say that he's, he's not garbage. Defense, though, they gave up back-to-back games where they had the the game already in hand. I think one game was a twenty-six point deficit that they had, and it was eighteen points that the Bucks came back after. Right. So, at not the, the end Bucks, of the day, the Bucks. I'm sorry, not the Bucks, the the Hawks. Hawks. Somehow, some way, Philadelphia's defense just shut down, and they let the Hawks get back into it. And that, that Hawks team being the young team that we obviously talked about, now they could be potentially getting themselves into those finals, even though Milwaukee still won the game recently. Atlanta was not a team to play with and just let them climb back into it. And at some point, I would assume Doc Rivers has enough experience in this to say, hey, I'm not going to be outcoached right now. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day as well, the coaching. You got to start changing some defensive schemes or something. They might have did that. I don't I don't really know. I I wouldn't put that on coaching. Sometimes you can coach to a T, but you got to execute. So I don't know, but you know that's over with. <laughs> you know what? And one tidbit we didn't we didn't talk about with the net series is we talked about the guys who weren't there, but we got to talk about the guy who did show up and show out. KD. Uh huh. He had a forty nine point game in Game Five. He showed some emotion because he missed a free throw and could have had fifty. He always show emotion. And. I can't remember what his stats were in the, the last two games. Well, did they go? They go to they went to seven, right? Yeah. So, I can't remember what his stats were in those games, but I remember Game Seven them having a nice night as well. But once again, him not being that guy, like I mentioned last time around, to have his own team to be the leader, like you said, he's a what a cog. Yeah, he's a he's <laughs> a he's a nice best complimentary cog that you ever can have because the dude is efficient and all that, but he's not a galvanizing leader. Put me on, I'm gonna put y'all on my back. And take you out to the promised land, kind of do, and that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with not being that. You just got to understand who people are. And staying stand with those Brooklyn Nets too, I got to come out like Bernie Mac. If y'all watched the Bernie Mac show back in the day, he come out there on his uh his deal. And he says, "America, I was wrong because <laughs> I really thought Brooklyn Nets was going all the way." Or well, at least a lot of people feel finals. it was going all the way, regardless if they hadn't had injuries. A lot of people feel like that. Right. So, so you can't you can't say you was just wrong. You you say. 
what if the injuries hadn't happened. Yeah. But we can say that about every team. <laughs> Speaking of, of the Atlanta Hawks in the new series, uh, Trey Young twisted his he ankle got hurt, yeah. on, on the referee's foot. And we'll, we saw what happened that they did to the team because he wasn't the same coming back. And they lost. And I don't know if that sparks another debate right there. For decades, obviously, we've seen NBA referees running up and down the court with those guys right there within the air's, air's length of them. And that's why a lot of these players get in trouble with uh, with technical fouls. Yeah, what they be saying. <laughs> you can hear them right next to you. <laughs> but NFL referees, obviously, there's a, a few of those guys out there on the field as well running along the sideline and everything. You've seen some plays where the guys run into a referee, knock him over, or the referee has to duck because the ball is coming his way. I've seen the same thing in baseball with umpires kind of right. getting in the way of the, of the play. But an injury like that, you don't want that to happen to one of your star players or the star player for that franchise where he's backpedaling and he steps right on the referee's foot. And it's like, okay, should that referee have been there? I mean, obviously he has to play his post and get his good vantage point. Well, you know what? They go back to – I remember we talked about the fans and moving them back right, and stuff right. like that. If you move everything else back, you can move the referees back because he has space to go. Yeah. Right now, if you look at the viewpoint where he hurt his ankle and stepped on it, there was nowhere to go. The scores table yeah, the is right there. Right there yeah. The players are right there. So there's nowhere to go. Where am I going to go? <laughs> so the, that goes back into moving everything else back. But we'll see. And what series did we not get to? Um, That's all of them. Was that all of them? We're talking, about, we're talking about right now with Phoenix playing the Clippers. Right. It's 3-1. Uh, they play tonight. And what was that last season, or was the season before last? The Suns found themselves up, themselves up three uh, one. The Suns? Yeah. The Suns ain't been in the playoffs in about twelve years. <laughs> right, what you mean? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what I you mean? Mental, I had a mental breakdown. No, right there. okay. Chris Paul Think was with Chris Houston. Paul, yeah, right. it was with Houston, and they but was up three one. I wouldn't even put that on Chris Paul though. Like they, they shouldn't drag his weight over there with him. He wasn't even he wasn't even healthy. <laughs> he didn't even play in the last what two three games. That's true. That's why I feel they lost. But that's true. But so he said, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a deal, but it's not a big deal because we still got to win right, one more game, right. which you can, you understandably, can, regardless of the situation, he was obviously on that roster at that time. Have I had to sit on that sideline and watch that whole thing go down? and realize that it is possible to have that happen to right. the team and, being up that, that way. Right, and to the Clippers' credit, all the games that the Suns have won have been like nip and tuck right there. Right. So, And I think that, that that part gave us probably one of the better series so far out of this entire thing. We saw a lot of blowouts coming into the playoffs first round, and then the second round, of course, like I just mentioned, with Philly giving up those big games, we saw some games that could have been blowouts turn into some real tight right. games, and then now we have seen some very competitive games. So... The fact that we have all four teams new right here. I mean, none of these teams have won championships. I think they or, or even been participants in the playoffs in so long. Right, like the Suns been since Charles Barkley right. it was like ninety three. Charles Barkley, KJ, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out and to I y'all. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a Milwaukee Bucks ever play this far into the. Playoffs. I've never seen Milwaukee play this far in the playoffs as far as my lifetime right. I, that I can recall. Uh, yes, I have. Let me stop lying. Ray Allen. Back in two thousand, oh, yeah, when they yeah, had yeah. Ray Allen, uh, yeah, when Purple they played, jerseys. when they played the, I, I do seventy six is Allen Iverson there, yeah, 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 okay, okay, let me stop lying, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with the Suns obviously going up three one right now, you could potentially see them going on to the next round, but nothing is right. nothing is given, right? Nothing is certainty. Yeah. What is that? Game five is tonight, Monday tonight. night. Tonight, yeah, it's tonight. So it could end up being all the way into into the week if. The Clippers try to find a way to try to climb back into this thing and at least force a game six, game seven. Obviously, would honestly, be I think I think Clippers, away. I think Clippers win tonight. That's just how I feel because 
I figure they come out, it's, it's do or die. You're going to come out swinging. That's what you do. And they're a gritty team. Uh, so I, I think they, they win tonight. We have seen a lot of good stuff from the Phoenix crowd, though. Obviously, we talked a lot about guys getting um, back in arenas to be able to see these teams right. play. The Phoenix Suns is one of those teams, obviously, not having that long of a playoff drought. They're definitely coming to show Man. up and have been making some raucous noise. In groves. <laughs> so, of course, if they were to lose this game, the Phoenix Suns, that is, that means they have to go back to L.A. for game six. Do they? Yeah. So they go, what is it, uh, two two one 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 is the format nowadays. Okay, so they changed it back to what it used right, to be. exactly, <laughs> from okay. before. They, they, yeah. they, they experimented a little bit, and then they went back to it. So Wednesday night would be game six, and, of course, that would force the game seven back in Phoenix on Friday night. Okay. So, like I said, we can see how, if it plays out that way for good basketball and for competitive basketball. I'd love to see it go that way, even if the Suns do pull it out. It would still be good to see the, the Clippers not just go one and done right there, just winning one game in this entire series after such a good season, I would say. Because you've been counting them out all season, but they have been showing up. Well, first of all, they had a good season regardless of, of what happens tonight or this week, first of all. Yes, I've counted them out because I don't trust them. Right, right. Because they're, they're inconsistent and they're not trustworthy. <laughs> so, yeah, they earned that. I didn't just give them that. <laughs> and maybe they found some consistency now where they can say, okay, rely on PG. Let Kawhi go ahead and set it up. Well, her, okay. So you say rely on PG. Now, PG been shooting horribly now. This is like 30%. He right. was hi- highly inefficient. So I guess we should go ahead and shout out the guys like Marcus Morris playing his role in that team, obviously. Patrick Beverly is always going to give you some issue, especially when he's Patrick knocking Beverly's you in the head. dog, man. When he's headbutting you. <laughs> <laughs> and giving, uh, well, I think uh, I think he had to have stitches and then. He broke his nose. Yeah. He broke Devin, his nose. Devin Booker's broke his nose. Yeah, and I he, think that. Did Patrick Beverly need any stitches in his forehead? I don't know. Okay. I don't know about stitches in his forehead. When the, when the hit happened, I don't think he even looked like he was stunned or anything. He was like, okay, let's keep on rocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, they've been inefficient as a team. They couldn't. And Phoenix, too, if you look at it from that perspective, couldn't have one of them hit no points down the stretch of the last game. It was like brick, 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 brick. Everybody's brick housing. It's like, man, what's going on? And it's real tight. You know, your nerves is tight because you don't want to miss, but you're missing. So, you know. And now the Eastern Conference Finals game four would be tomorrow, tomorrow night, Tuesday. Right. We just came off a pretty good game last night, and I got a couple things I want to talk about with that one because it was just so funny. It was the first game in Atlanta. I'm not sure talking about teams that haven't had this uh, far playoff success. I don't know if I've ever seen an Atlanta um, team host the finals. No. Not not the, not the to my knowledge, finals. no. Right. I think no. I don't think they've so ever been as far as far as I know. Ever. Those of you who watched the game probably checked it out. I think sometime between maybe the third and fourth or second and third yeah, sometime between second and, and halftime, second quarter and halftime, they brought out Crime Mob. Okay. To perform Nuck If You Buck. And this is more of a shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks social media team. After the game they came out and tweeted out saying "Nuck if you buck" and showed the final the score. <laughs> so it was like, "Yeah, we are the bucks." So yeah, right, nuck up. right. At that point, I think we realized some momentum shift right there because this series obviously was one-one prior to that, where Atlanta went into Milwaukee and stole a game, and now Milwaukee can say they reclaimed that home court advantage because we have Game Four obviously in Atlanta, but then go back for Game Five in uh, Milwaukee. What do you see about this series right here? Because Chris Middleton showed up in that second half. Well, like I say, they, I think injuries. I don't know if Trey Young doesn't twist his ankle. Yeah, how if, if they goes. right because 
he was bussing. <laughs> and he had 35 points. Yeah, he had 35 points. Right. But 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 you could tell the way he played after coming back and the mm-hmm. way he played before was a difference. But uh, I think somebody else was injured on that team too. Ain't somebody else hurt for, for the Hawks? Uh, I think so. But anyway, but injuries, man, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, they both fighting. They both some scrappy teams. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Atlanta. They made it this far. They've, like I say, I don't remember a time where they've ever been like this this far unless I'm totally forgetting something. I want to say Mookie Blaylock days, but I don't think they And we kept we kept talking about it last time where we, we talked about the, the unit of this team right here with all the pieces that they have come together. And I mentioned the Capellas. I mentioned the guys like John Collins, who obviously nobody really knows of that well yet. But Oh, they know him now. <laughs> even, uh, what's his name? Kevin Herter. Right. He was one of the heroes in that, right. that, uh, that comeback against Philly in the previous round. Right. So now we have to start looking out for that guy. Now you have guys like Lou Williams, who aren't playing, isn't playing as much as we expected him to anymore, or not putting up as much as he did. But even Danilo Garanlari, he mm-hmm. even came yeah, out and showed did, out yeah. this past game with 18 yeah. points. So even though they came in and lost, it still has something going into the next game. It's like, hey, we might be without Trey, so we've got to show up. Somebody got to step up, yeah. yeah. Because this is not necessarily Trey Young's team, even though we obviously look at him as the focal right. point of the yeah, team. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's just that he's the. T- to me, lately he's been the engine. It's like you the engine, and you make this thing go. Lou had a couple of good games down, the, you know, here and there, but I haven't really seen Lou. Uh, yeah, you know, he's played like averaging maybe like 15, 18 minutes a game, not right. really making his presence really known. And the one thing I will say about the Bucks is they've got to start. Heavily relying on some of these other guys because last night when obviously they needed to pull out some crazy stuff with Giannis obviously out there and like I said Chris Milton had a, a nice second half but in game two Drew Holiday showed up right you had guys like him where you really wouldn't expect much out of him I and mean, he obviously was a good focal point to add add into that team yeah but he hasn't really been a big name you've heard of all throughout the year what you mean this year yeah yes he was. I've heard more stuff about Brooke Lopez than I have Drew Holiday. Let me put it like that. <laughs> well, I, I've i heard him. I think other people have heard him, too. You know, he's, he's a known name. That's a known oh, name. Yeah, you know Drew absolutely. Holiday. And he's been around the league here and there. Uh, the dude ball. Um, you know, but I think as a team, I don't – they seem they seem stagnant or something at times. It's like, I don't know. I don't know – you talk about scared to shoot. Giannis ain't took no threes. No, you know he, he he he'll bring you out there and then drive say, to the hole. I want to say the um, the playoff intensity is definitely getting to him. And obviously, being a what two time MVP, yeah, you you expect to see more out of him to say, okay, it's time to elevate this team to the next level. Well, he's he's doing what he does though. He's doing what what he what he's right now prime position to. He's good, great at driving the ball to the basket. That's what he's doing. He's Trying to take advantage of the mismatches that he has in doing so, and and that's credit to him. And you know, knock him. You missing shots. You missing shots. He's still taking shots, so you can't knock him for that. And speaking of Drew Holiday, I was just looking up his stats right now. He's averaging sixteen points in his entire career. Sixteen points a game in his career. So it's not necessarily like he's just shoot out the lights, right? All star every year kind of player. So like I said, <laughs> no disrespect to Drew Holiday, but that's what I was going with. But that's like he's not necessarily the person that you always hear about this year he's averaging over a little 17 points a game so he is being that focal point that they need him to be like hey we need you to just plug and play in your role right here and do what we need you to do but you know it's the honest show at the end of the day 
way, but yeah. we could rely on him some more. I mean, because this is where names are made, obviously. If he does show up with a 30-point game in this series right here or in the next series if they advance, then we can definitely say, okay, we know who Drew Holiday is. Put him back on the on the board of those guys we like. Bro, you make it seem like he's trash. He's we, not. We know, what I'm saying. No we know who Drew Holiday is. <laughs> but is mean? he? But is he the the, the piece that's going to help Milwaukee bring a championship to the the state of Wisconsin? They think so. <laughs> that's all that matter. Right. They, they, they think so. That's all. <laughs> that's all that matter. And of course, we'll be back on air to talk about the NBA Finals preview because all games should be wrapped up by next Monday, and then that following Thursday, I think on the. Was it the eighth? I think it is either the either the seventh or the eighth. I think is the actual game one of right. the NBA Finals. Okay, so we'll be back on here to talk about that. You'll see us or hear from us rather. Yeah, preview in another week just for the preview right there to go ahead and set up this this matchup of whoever we could see. Who would be the ideal matchup? I know you've been rooting pretty heavy for Milwaukee, and you have your doubts about LA. So I'm guessing you're going. I'm going Phoenix. Okay, from the west. Ah, the East has been a toss-up for me. Because uh, Atlanta really are the underdogs at this point, and they're going to play like that. They've been the underdogs. They've been the underdogs since they played New York in, yeah. <laughs> in the first round. So, And they've been doing their thing. But um, I don't know. The East is a toss-up. You know what? I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm going to go with Atlanta just because it's fresh and it's new and it's a story. And I can't think of the last time, like I say, either – Atlanta's been there. I know Phoenix been there since '93. Like I say, so, uh, so yeah. So I, I'm gonna go with Phoenix and Atlanta. Yeah, because we would see a number two Western Conference team at that point facing up against a number five. So we we talked about it last time. We did. with the seating, and right now we have no number one seeds going on. I, I think it's been a few years since we have that. I looked it up recently, but I've since then forgotten. But I know it's been a few years now since we haven't seen any number one seed in the actual finals round. So I would say. I think I'm probably with, right there with you because I wasn't really too high on Milwaukee in the get-go, and you can obviously hear by, by my voice that I really don't <laughs> care too much for them. <laughs> Atlanta <laughs> being that underdog and obviously knocking off the teams that they did, New York and Philadelphia, and some pretty crazy markets. I'd say that. The fans haven't been at full capacity, but still going into markets like New York yeah. and Philly, and I talked about uh, Trey Young being that wannabe, I guess you could say, heel of the NBA right now where he's going into these arenas and really showing himself to, to, to show these fans that I don't care what y'all think about me. I'm out here to fall <laughs> out, and I'm going to break your hearts and send you home. He's he going to try. He's going to try. but uh, I, I still ultimately think Phoenix takes it all, though. So I'd say Phoenix in five. See, I point. got Phoenix in the finals and, and taking it. But but uh, it might be a little more difficult if Milwaukee goes. Yeah. Milwaukee's big. They're I feel like big. that's something that, that, um, that the Phoenix Suns will struggle with. What do they have? DeAndre Ayton? That's it. That's it. As far right? as size, well, they got as far as big, you know, size goes. Giannis is what six ten, six nine, six ten. Yeah, he's got to be up there. Uh, Middleton is what about six eight? Uh, yeah, them jokers big. Like, like them jokers big. So I don't know. So and as far as the Suns go, they've got um, Jay Crowder. Obviously, has been a big a big asset for them. He's what he's six six. six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Torrey like Craig six, is six seven. Yeah. Cameron Johnson, who's been. Here and there, I guess you could say, doing what he needs to do for the team. He's six eight, and then like we talked about DeAndre Aiden, he's just seven shy of seven foot. Yeah, foot. yeah, seven feet, legitimately. So we'll see. But yeah. So now to get into these teams that didn't make the playoffs and had to go ahead and part ways, like they say nowadays, you have to part ways. Apparently, you can't just fire to somebody now. Oh, with your coach. I like I like the the term fire. 
Why? <laughs> I don't like the whole mutually parted ways. Sometimes I don't want you and you don't want me, so we mutually disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we mutually agree to separate. But before we get to coaches, you want to talk about coaches, Nate McMillan still has the interim tag on his name. Yeah. He's the head coach right now yeah. of the Atlanta Hawks. And there. he's turned that thing around. Right. And he's the interim head coach still with the – I don't know why they ain't signed him. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's happening with that. I just had to put that in there before we start talking about all the rest of the coaches. I don't care if the front office doesn't see him as being the envision for the future. He is the guy right now. Even if he does not get out of his Eastern Conference alive, he still got you this far where it hasn't right. happened in so many years. Like I say, so yeah. So, so shout out to Nate McMillan. Yeah. He needs to go get that tag removed and get his contract yeah. situated. Get that man his money. Or he, maybe he's out there saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to focus on that right now. Let me go and get these guys where they need to be. He doesn't want to be a distraction. I don't want that, that to be an issue right now. Uh-huh. So let me just coach this team right now to win right now. Uh-huh. But you can still do something behind closed doors. You ain't yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's not being If he want to be there. If he want to be there. Right. He might not want to be there. He might be, I'm going to leave. I don't know. But anyway. Okay, get into the coaching carousel we got going on. So for one of the first news that popped up was Diane Nelson, the GM of the Dallas Mavericks, got fired. And then rightly shortly after, Rick Carlisle said, I'm done. And everybody thought he was going to retire maybe. Well, well, see, I thought – see, what happened was I thought he was leaving because of, you know, personal family stuff that he had to go take care of. Mm-hmm. When it came out that it wasn't that, it was Luca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he don't want to deal with Luca. Him and Luca been having – I'm like, okay. So when I found that out, I'm like, okay, it might be a little situation. And then the GM, I don't know. I don't know why Donnie. He been there for what twenty some years. It's been a while, yeah. So I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't know. But they got a new GM now. Uh, what's his name? Nico. Nico Harrison. Nico Harrison, formerly right of that. the what? <laughs> of the nobodies, <laughs> because he's never he's never done any kind of front office role for any NBA. He franchise. was a Nike executive. Top. Nike executive. Whatever. <laughs> Nike executive. <laughs> and we had to do some research for everybody listening, just in case you haven't heard about Nico Harrison. Maybe you haven't even known where he came from or what I haven't heard is. about Nico Harrison. So how we, did, did, we did the research for you. So he's had a lot of dealings with these uh, NBA players before being with Nike. He did a lot of stuff for, uh, I guess you could say, the big three in San Antonio back in the day, Manu, Tony, and, of course, Tim Duncan. And he did a lot of uh, stuff for that. A lot of what? A lot of stuff. A lot of The marketing side. Going to get my donuts and stuff. A lot of what? <laughs> he, he was not part of the Spurs organization, but while working for Nike, he helped with a lot of the marketing stuff. And then most notably, he helped revamp, I guess you could say, and um, reinvigorate Kobe's career. And that got him close with Kobe Bryant at that time, which, of course, would have been a great thing to have. Uh-huh. At that time. Uh-huh. Since then, he's gotten a close relationship with Luka Doncic, which obviously I'm sure that led Mark Cuban to make that decision. Uh-huh. Now, he doesn't know anything about basketball. Go ahead. Now, that's my point. I can see What is all that got to do? Anything? <laughs> we put together a team and putting pieces together that, that have chemistry that can gel together. Nothing. I have relationships with different players. That's all that says. But I'm not knocking the dude. Okay, you got, you got the GM job. I'm just saying... I don't know what his history has done for helping him get do the job that he's now in. That's all I'm saying. And maybe because he has done some contracts with these NBA players in the Nike realm of things, maybe he feels like he can negotiate some contracts with the guys that he needs to get. Because Dallas, along with the other Texas teams, have not really been a big free agency market. Not a lot of players want to just go to Dallas or go to, any, like I said, any of these Texas teams necessarily. So if you're able to lock in, because right now Luka's up for a big contract. So they're gonna, the they gonna pay Luca. They're gonna pay Luca on the on the board. That ain't got 
ain't got nothing to do with him. They gonna pay Luca. Luca ain't going nowhere. If you if you wasn't gonna pay Luca, Rick Carlisle wouldn't been gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just going to put yeah. that out there. Ricardo, he wouldn't so have been gone. Donnie Nelson guy. wouldn't have been yep. gone. Yep. So we know what's happening. Luca getting his money. I'm just trying to figure out what else you putting together. But we'll see. And how do we see, speaking of putting things together, we have seen some pieces already fall in place for them because Jason Kidd is now their head coach. Right. So Jason Kidd He's coming his, back again. He makes his third go around with the Dallas Mavericks organization. <laughs> Once drafted by them, came right. back and won a championship with them, and now he's going to try to lead them to the championship round again. We'll see. I don't think it's going to happen because we've seen Jason Kidd's coaching, uh, I guess you could say, resume so far. Well, here's the thing. He's probably better as an assistant coach. Sometimes stuff falls into place, and, and, and it happens. Look at Steve uh, Steve Kerr. It falls into place, and you become this great coach on somebody else's team. Yep. It happens. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying. So we'll see what happens with – Jason Kidd being the coach. And with Rick Carlisle's departure, he now finds a new job in Indiana. Indiana. So that quickly ha- happened right after, maybe like within three days. So we obviously knew at that point Rick Carlisle was just not just taking a leave of absence from basketball. He was looking for another job. Right. Now, to me, that's going to be a hard job, though. Who you got? Yeah, they've br- pretty much broken up all the pieces that they right. had out there in right. Indiana. They're doing a rebuild. Uh, Chauncey Billups just got the head coaching job in Portland. I think now, okay, he does have a relationship with Damian Lillard. That's probably why he got the job, yeah. or at least in part. Uh, I guess his main focus, his first priority, is making sure that Dame is happy. Yeah, is not trying to walk away from right. me right now. So I don't know what you do to keep Dame. Um, I don't know. I don't because the team ain't bad. I mean, the team ain't really bad. They've you been playoff contenders, right? For the quite team some ain't time. bad, and they've been in the thick. So. You know, the team ain't bad, but they, I don't know. Most interestingly about Portland was the uh, the candidates that they had, though, because they had Becky Hammond, who would have been the, the first to actually make it this far in competing for a head coaching position. Well, I told you, I think that Damian Lillard's relationship with Chauncey Billups. That kind of pulled the plug yeah, right there, where it's, it's like, okay, we don't want anybody else except yeah, for who Dame wants. Because we're trying to make sure he stay. Right. <laughs> and this is Chauncey Billups' first head coaching job. Uh, he is a championship point guard. One championship, Detroit. And unlike Steve Nash, she actually had some experience being an assistant head coach, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he's been he's been he's been doing this for a minute. Right. Uh, so unlike um Steve just minute, making yeah. making that jump right into it, now we see Chauncey being able to go ahead and try to follow up what Terry Stotts was trying to do with that, that Blazers organization. Yeah, so we'll see. And let me see, Chauncey was an assistant coach just for one season necessarily, so I can't give him all the credit in the world, but he well, was Well no, he's been uh He's been doing some – he's been trying to be a GM. Right, right, right. He was trying to be a GM before he got the head coaching job. So, we'll see how that how that first with him. Uh, Is that it for the head coaches? No. Uh, Celtics got – Nia oh, Long's yeah, yeah. husband. Nia Long's husband, if you don't know him. What is his name? Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka. So, I'm not sure. I may, maybe he might be the first Nigerian-American head basketball coach. He was formerly – with Pop back in the day with the San Antonio Spurs as far as being an assistant coach. He actually played for Pop right before his retirement, but then he also was on, um, what I said was his name earlier, Brett Brown. He was on Brett Brown's Sixers coaching staff, coaching and most staff, recently yeah. he was part of that brain trust that they had in Brooklyn. And, of course, now Brooklyn, I guess, kind of got busted up. Jason Kidd got a job elsewhere, and now Ime Udoka finds himself as the head coach well of the in Boston. Boston Celtics. And which was pretty, obviously, the entire thing – was one of the first ones that fell apart with Brad Stevens moving into that president of basketball operations yeah. role, and now now he finds his successor basically in Boston. 
So at least he hoped to. With the with <laughs> that with that news, obviously as well, we have a lot of changeup going around in, in Boston because Kemba Walker has also been traded. Right, he got traded for Al Horford, which I don't. I guess Brad Stevens wanted Al Horford back because yeah. he's the person that's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's happening. Al Horford is an older guy at this point. I don't know what he's going to give him that Tristan Thompson won't. I don't exactly. know. I don't know what he's going to give him. Some bench um, depth is about it. Maybe they just wanted to get Kemba up out of there. I don't know what the situation was. I know Kemba's kind of been injured with his knee. Right. He's been a, and I been, talked about it when thing. they were in the playoff round, their first round, they got swept, right? Did Boston get swept in the first round this no. year? They, no. They played Brooklyn. And they got swept, right? No. What happened to that series? They won like one or two games. Okay. Because remember, Wichita had a 50-point game. I, you know, they barely won. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see? yeah, yeah. Nah, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, they got rid of Kimball, and they replacing Kimball with Al Horford. So Al Horford comes back to Boston. Now, Al Horford was also injured this year, too, so I'm not sure. Like I say, I'm not sure what he gives you at this point exactly. in time in his career. Maybe, you know, that Tristan Thompson does not. Okay, it was a – just to be correct, it was a five-game series. They got they barely, they barely got swept. They could have got swept. They put it like that. Whatever. They won a game. Okay? They won by six in one game. <laughs> hey, one counts. You seen little Giants? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but uh, Jason Washington. Tatum. Okay, what's up? Jason Tatum and obviously Jalen Brown being the focal point of that team right now. What do you see going forth with them? Obviously, we don't know a whole lot about Coach Udoka's past necessarily to have him in this role now. Like I said, once being an assistant coach now, right. moving into this role. But he comes from the Popovich coaching tree so yeah. we got to say that he should know something about point guard play well i think that's pretty good that he comes from the popovich coaching i think pop is very 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 respected so i think that's that's awesome uh as far as that goes um i don't know cause i don't know what pieces they're going to have because you know free agency who's going to be there who's available who's yeah. leaving all that stuff so right now it's too early to tell anything as far as that goes true yeah that, that is a good point what else you got up next you said Washington, no, right? Washington. Scott Brooks? Yeah, Scott That's Brooks right. is he gone. Got yeah. He got fired after five seasons with a winning record in Washington, which is Made surprising. The playoffs, didn't he? Right. At least right. four of them. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on in Washington uh, after five seasons. And it was kind of interesting going into the season with the Westbrook trade over there because he was right. formerly with All this Scott stuff Brooks is, in yeah. Oklahoma. So it kind of felt like it was going to fall into place. Plus, they're shaking up. I think they're shaking stuff up too fast. It's the first year you had. Russell and right. B, uh, Bill Bradley and stuff Bill, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, y'all make y'all let that stuff time give stuff time to work. And then uh, New Orleans, Stan Van Gundy. I already called it. Got fired. I already called it. But why? I was One season. I was not a fan of his going into the season. Why? I don't feel like he was able to elevate Zion like he needed to. The pieces that he had around, he didn't really couldn't really do anything with. I, I didn't see obviously. That's not his job to get pieces. <laughs> That's the GM job. I didn't see Lonzo Ball being any kind of. Um, Lonzo Ball major. had a better year. Right. See? So what do you mean? Right. See? I can say that. But Brandon Ingram, I mean, he had some good promise this year as well. I don't know if he was playing him enough minutes. I just saw that this wasn't going to be it. This wasn't going to be it. This is not the guy. Well, I didn't feel like that. I like Stan Van Gundy. Maybe he's I, not my favorite Van Gundy. That's probably what that is. I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel like that. I, I actually like Stan Van Gundy. I like his coaching and stuff like that. I think – but anytime you fire somebody after one year, you didn't give them time to implement their people, their system – you know, it's one year. I can see if it's three. It's one year. Mm-hmm. And in that one year, you saw players on the team make progress from where they were to where they are. So you got to give them some kind of credit in it. I'm not sure what's going on in New Orleans. I'm not sure if it's the GM. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, 
That's it for the coaching carousel as we speak, right? I mean, I don't see I don't see any more firings that happen. We obviously got some hirings right now with those two positions you just talked about. I haven't heard any murmurs about Washington or New Orleans making any kind of steps forward with hiring. A lot no. of these other teams really pounced on a lot of these candidates, especially when teams started getting eliminated, like I mentioned, the Brooklyn Nets, having a couple of their coaching candidates um, plucked. plucked basically yeah. from that roster, yeah. Because I think right now you're looking at D'Antoni, I think is the only one that's still on that on that uh, name of, of record, really, to that could come up again as far as being another candidate somewhere else. I'm I not sure if it might be this year or the next. The Orlando Magic also has an opening. Uh, I like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I like the organization. Well, let me not say that. I like the team. I'm, I'm a fan of Orlando Magic. Right. I like the team. I can't say organization because I'm not sure how it's run, but I like the team. <laughs> <laughs> I like the team. Hopefully, they find somebody that they can work with down there. They can make things work. Uh, the draft lottery, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we uh, talked about obviously a lot of these pieces that teams can still um, acquire acquire later on in the in the free agency and whatnot. But most importantly, right now we already had the draft lottery because the draft is coming up before we know it. Right after the finals in June, July right. 29th will be the draft before we know it. So, draft. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, draft. Lottery already took place, of course. I've never really understood the whole concept of it with more, the, more balls and yeah. The, and the I, I don't, I don't know if I like. That. I mean, every other, every other professional sport out there besides basketball would just implement. Okay, this is the worst team. This is the second worst team. This is the third worst team. <laughs> now you have to be the worst team and be like really lucky at the same time. Yeah, it's great. Well, I think at the time it was implemented, it was, it was, it might have been good at the time right. that it was implemented. I think at this point, everybody's just, hey, man, we the worst team. We need the most help. Because so. I, I was noticing all kinds of stuff because I, if you if you were projected to be a top four on a draft lottery team and you fell out of there, then your pick now becomes some other team's pick. And I was like, wait a minute, I can't keep up with all this. I don't know how that stuff even makes sense to y'all anymore. But also, I think, you know what, in, in basketball, the lottery order, it matters but, but it it's really like doesn't. the most irrelevant right. situations. That <laughs> Otherwise, Kobe Bryant would be sitting there at 13 and not be picked, right? Right. Well, we had AI go first that year. Now, I had to talk to you recently. We're at the 25th anniversary of the 96th yeah. draft, and that had some of the best players come out that we've seen in the most recent era before this new era came in. Okay. And AI went first in that draft, of course, took his team to one NBA Finals um, round. What was that? Five years in. But Kobe Bryant won five championships for those Lakers. Of course. Well, a, hold on, hold on. You see, you throwing stuff in here like that's just <laughs> that's end all be all. Organization. I was gonna say you can you can credit everyone in that entire in that entire process right there because you don't get Shaquille O'Neal over from Orlando. Right. That, without uh, a yeah, good that's bust them. What you mean? <laughs> that's the. <laughs> but as far as comparison, what you were talking about right now, well, where your where your pieces may lie, because obviously Kobe Bryant made it to the Hall of Fame as well. Right, but the so, reason I say that because they trade players so much on draft night. Yeah. On NBA, NBA is probably the most trading situation. You wearing one hat, walking up to the podium. By the time you get to the end of the podium, they telling you switch hats. Yeah. It's crazy. So you get home uh, with a with a hat, yeah. and you still don't have your right. rights have been traded to another team. <laughs> so it's crazy. So I think it, it matters. And then on top of that, how many first round picks? Pan really out. pan out. Yep, yep. You know, live up to the hype and expectations of being a first round, first overall pick. That's that's a that's a lot. And it's not as it's not as highly highly scrutinized as the NFL draft, if you will, because the NFL draft, if you're a number three overall pick or something like that, we expect you to be blocking, catching everything all throughout your entire career. You should be living up to that expectation. I don't know why, because I tell y'all it's potential and sometimes it's developmental stages you gotta go through regardless. That's why they're called prospects, right? 
because they they're projected to be at a certain point. We're hoping that we can <laughs> get them to a certain point. But one through four, real quick, is Detroit Pistons, Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, who had a top five pick. Seems like since forever. LeBron left, yeah. since, since Le- every time LeBron leave, they in the top three, four picking. And Toronto Raptors, which could use a break right now, because like we mentioned before, they haven't even played a whole. Yeah, they ain't went home. A whole a home game all season. And then Kyle Lowry, we gotta figure out what's going on. Is he a free agent? I'm not even sure of his status. I'm not a Kyle Lowry fan. I'll what? Be honest, I don't even. Don't even follow this. It's okay. We'll get to that later <laughs> when the free agency stuff starts. We cool. But a lot of teams got double picks. In, um, well, I would say a lot. A couple teams got double picks in the first round within that first 14 right there. Golden State picks at 7 and 14. And Orlando picks at 5 and 8. So not even too far apart. Now, what does that necessarily mean? I don't know. Because you could luck up with one of those picks and at least say, okay, I can trade away the other guy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then you, you, you know... And then those teams, like the Magic, they traded away Aaron Gordon. So who they have left in the cupboard? Who you got as yeah. down there? Do you, you, you know, some some of them teams get rid of assets for draft picks. And I told you, basketball is so different than all the rest of the sports. The old guys is the guys that who's going right. right. These are the guys who's going to the championships and stuff. These new people. They, they exciting, <laughs> but they not winning no games. Yeah, we can obviously attest Zion to that list right there. Right, every he's exciting. Every night you end up with a Trey Young or a Luka Doncic or something like that, somebody who was drafted high that obviously does pan out for you and is taking your team to that next level, but then you end up with some of these guys, like I said, like the Zions, who was like, okay, now he's going to be dealing with his third different head coach in three years, right? Who was the first one? I can't tell you. That's right, because this, this is second. Yeah, I got you, I got you. Year. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is second year in the league, and obviously his second coach already going through. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, organization. It, it, it could know. not just be on him alone. At some point, he's probably going to say, you know what, I don't want that max contract. Get me up out of here. People leaving. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, you got to – it takes time, man. People don't want to put no time in building something. It takes time. Like a relationship. Right, right, right. <laughs> but Invest anyway, that time. Yeah, but anyway, you know. Where are we at next? Is that it for basketball? We've that, talked a lot about basketball to, for I real, I think huh? that's it, though. Other, yeah. So we got other things coming up. Obviously, we got the Major League Baseball All Star game. It's not even the All Star weekend. It never is. It's a Monday and a Tuesday. So usually it's around Fourth of July. Or at least my my memory serves me correctly. But this year is going to be the Home Run Derby on the July twelfth, and then the following day would be the actual All Star game itself. Right now we're in the middle of what they were called um, Phase Two of the voting. So if you're a big fan of voting for players for All-Star because you realize their recognition, you're a big baseball fan, then you can get out there and vote. I think voting ends this Thursday on the 1st, and then they'll announce the rosters on the 4th. Right. right. So a couple guys already went in there and said they're going to be in the Home Run Derby. I know I talked to you about him before. Uh, L.A. Angels star pitcher, I guess you can say, Shohei Otani. (laughs) He's one of the guys that – I've really followed as far as his career because he's a pitcher that can hit. And we talked about, obviously, the universal DH right. and all this other stuff. <laughs> and he wouldn't carry either way because he knows when he gets the bat in his hands, he's going to try to hit it. And he's going to be in the home run derby. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a pitcher actually say, I'm going to be in the home run derby. But Me he's either. going to be up in there. Me either, as you mentioned. Now, the entire um, festivities will take, take place in Denver, Colorado. So the Colorado Rockies are hosting and being in that same fashion, their short star uh, – sorry, their star – Shortstop Trevor Story, it's a lot of S's in that. Yeah, he's gonna be in a home run derby as well, which is also a fu- always a fun thing to watch in a home run derby. I'm not sure a fan capacity or how it goes right now in Colorado or anything, right. like that, but it would be good to see some fans out there, obviously, catching those home run uh balls for that um 
entire home run derby. They got New York Mets first baseman Pete Alonso and then Baltimore right fielder Trey Mancini. So I'm not sure how many rounds they've always changed it up with with that. Just as like the same way they do with the NBA All Star. Yeah, we just saw it, some yeah. recent um, changes in the format. The, yeah, format. Yeah. There you go. So I'm not sure how many rounds they're gonna do, how many pitches they're gonna give the guys, or how many uh, freebies they're gonna give them to say, okay, we can <laughs> right, do a do over. Yeah, yeah. But it is always a fun event that takes place in that entire All Star thing, and I'm not too big on the actual Major League ba- Baseball All Star game itself. But well, you said you weren't big on no All Star at game. all, really. But I have <laughs> to say right now that I'm a big Houston Astros fan, and right now they're leading with seven players right now in this phase too. So. Best believe I already casted my vote. I want to see my guys go forward. They're the most hated team in baseball right now. And it's all right with me. I want to see the guys flourish because they have been putting down some good numbers this year. And, of course, there will still be the speculation of are they cheating right now? Because back then with a different GM, a different uh, manager, they obviously got caught cheating. And now this time around, okay, what are you guys still doing here? Because you can't just be that good. We know what happened. That's revisionist history. We right. know what happened. We we, we got to bring that up. And I feel like with baseball, the same way that the Patriots were able to show us every, what, every other three years, okay, you caught us cheating, but guess what? We're going to win again. Yeah. We're going to win again. Right now, I think the Astros are probably, if not the best team in the league, they're the second best team. I'm looking at it right now. They're, yeah, they're the second best team in the league. They're number one right now in the American League themselves. So once again, we're back to a full schedule. Yeah, 162, right? 162 games yeah. this year, and the Astros are doing their thing. Like I said, I put my pat myself on my back for that one for being an Astros. You get no credit, son. <laughs> you get no credit. Uh, we got some boxing stuff to get into, right? We got, we got some, some boxing, boxing, but I want to throw some uh, NFL little tidbit. Uh, Demarius Thomas officially announced his retirement okay. today uh, from the Broncos. I think. I think he, you know, he knows you go back to the team and retire with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, he's not a Hall of Fame player. Uh, he he was a good piece. He was a good, you know, whatever. He was a good asset, but he's not a Hall of Fame player. But he he did announce his retirement today. I don't think he even played last year or year four. I last. don't recall. I don't yeah. think he did. So, I don't know if he opted out or if he was injured. But I don't right. Remember he had a lot of injuries. If anybody knows history, he yeah. has a lot of his, in, injuries. So had to throw that in there. But speaking of NFL stuff, I know we have a little tidbit to throw in there as well. Uh, Carl Nassib, the defensive end for the Las Vegas um, Raiders. Right, came out. He yeah. came out as gay and um, – the only thing I want to say about that is I, I hope we do get to a point at some time in the in all sports, realistically, where that is not something that has to be broadcasted because we don't ask these players a lot about anything else in their personal lives until it comes out maybe in a story, a news story about domestic violence or somebody got in a fight with somebody or something like that. I don't think this should be one of those things where players should have to have any kind of fear of when they have to sign that contract or get drafted or change teams, change locker rooms. Right. Because it's none of anybody else's business. Well, I don't know how it came out in the first place. I don't know how. I, I think he, he just, just he just got to he a just point where he was like, he wanted to yeah, say he to felt say, comfortable. Yeah. And, of course, kudos to anyone who obviously wants to do that in their own right to be saying that I feel comfortable now or I feel like a weight lifted off my shoulders. But in any profession in the entire world, you should not have to have that be part of your prerequisite for a job it doesn't doesn't say that you have to be heterosexual or homosexual for any position so for what it's worth obviously the nfl being a big i guess you could say macho bravio it is it is professional sport you want to make sure that you got the toughest guys out there and whatnot but i don't think someone's 
personal life should really right, I feel you on it. relate to that. If this guy has been sacking quarterbacks every year, then keep sacking quarterbacks. That's what you get paid to do, right? Right. But like I said, at the end of the day, it should be something that just goes away at some point. And we like to say that it's not a good thing to talk about or to have him do that. He's going to do something good for the youth at this point because now boys and even girls, obviously, in other sports who are – Cannot be uh, yeah, yeah, ashamed or afraid. Yeah, they don't have who, to feel yeah, any kind of right. way because – it's not like a, a line drawn down the middle where you're just, okay, if you're a homosexual person, then you can't be in this sport. Right. In the WNBA, I think it's more accepted. We've seen a lot of the WNBA athletes, obviously, come out. It's Pride Month right now, so that's why I felt like we right. were getting close to the end of Pride Month. Right. This is good, a good topic for him to obviously bring up, but in all the sports, it shouldn't really be that big of something that has to be spoken about. If I you decide it. on your own that you want to say that, then yeah, that's fine, but you shouldn't have that feel that pressure is what I'm saying. I got you. But... Uh, Go ahead. Well, I, no, I, was, I, I was through with that. Okay. Uh, uh, we can go on to boxing. No, nah, hold on. The 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 people who might not know the shell, the two the two shell rule in the NFL. Oh man, yeah. I almost forgot. How could I let so that we finna have some throwbacks on, on on the field again? Yeah. So we had the one shell rule in the NFL for so long. Which that was, which was why why I don't, I don't get <laughs> it why. Least. So now we have the rule lifted where teams can now go back to an alternate helmet, which obviously means a lot of these teams could have throwback helmets. Right, I'm not sure if we're going to see the Houston Texans bust out the Oilers because I think Tennessee still owns that right. Right. that's No, <laughs> so Houston Texans ain't busting out none of that. The Houston Texans is a new franchise, and it's who they are. Right. Uh, but you might see some creamsicle uniforms from Tampa Bay. Right, right. Uh, you might get the, uh, the 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 Kelly Green old school Randall Cunningham them. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, speaking of that same rights, too, staying in the same division as well, the Dallas Cowboys, we haven't seen it on Thanksgiving in a while with the white helmets with the blue star instead. Well, they wear the the the, the white uniforms. Right. So, nah. But it doesn't, it doesn't match as well with the silver helmets, though, so. Actually, it do. They they fix the uniform to where it matches. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it doesn't, it's not the same kind of even uniform. But I want to go back to the Cowboys, the double star uniform. Those are my uniforms. That, I think that's what I was mentioning right there. They not, but the, but not not the, the old the, double star. Okay, okay. The 1994 double star. Gotcha, gotcha. See, you got to you got to be <laughs> to be specific. Be, be time frame specific, but it's gonna be a lot of good things for a lot of these teams right here to be able to see that because for so many years I've seen I've tried to figure out how a lot of these teams could change their stuff going forward without without too much adjustment on their current. Uh, colorways to still incorporate the history because I think recently I saw the Philadelphia Eagles I think even their social media pages really kind of went with different shades of green so it kind of kind of made you feel like okay are they going to try to transition back just because they couldn't obviously wear the alternates anymore right we haven't seen those since maybe 2004 I want to say that's probably what uh what uh San Diego nah, I'm sorry not San Diego <laughs> LA, <laughs> LA LA Chargers right? tried to do with with all their uniform the different uh, variations that yeah, they had they probably tried to incorporate to some old stuff with some new match. stuff right, right with some new stuff because they only had one shell well now we get two so uh in 2022 that's that's, that's starting there okay now we can go to boxing now we can go to boxing because <laughs> I know we got to get out of here soon I want to make sure I get that part in because we have seen some exciting boxing matches we just saw Javante Davis um he won the belt he was flipping. He came yeah, out there flipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after his, uh, after his, what was that, 11th round knockout? Was that 11th or 10th round? I can't remember how far into the fight. I think it was 10th, the 10th round knockout. He knocked him down in the 8th round at I first. I want to say 10, yeah. Well, but now he moved up two weight classes to become a three-division champ right now. He already held on to two belts before, but now he claimed his third. And it was so funny because in the, um, was it the weigh-in, 
they took the pictures and everything, and Mario Barrios had his belt on his shoulder, and you see Javante Davis reach over and touch it, and he put on his social media, everything I touch is mine. <laughs> and that is the kind of the kind of mentality you obviously want to have to go in into anything, yeah. right? Not just sports this alone. But he basically showed him that and showed the world that this is what I'm trying to do. But he did, like I said, knock down Barrios. At first in the in the rounds, it looked kind of like it would be a kind of even keel kind of fight. Mario Barrios had the upper hand on some things I could see. Javante took some decent hits, but what it all came down to, like I said, it was a TKO. He knocked him down pretty right. good. He tried to get back up, and referee was just nope, like, "Yep, it's over." <laughs> <laughs> we also saw. Uh, well, he previously. got three belts, right? That's why from, that's yeah, why he got three yeah. belts. So he's got three different champ- three different. Um, now, what does that classes. mean? So, so that means you've won a championship in, in those weight, weight classes, classes, right? Okay, gotcha. so for the weight classes, what I've come to understand is now that that obviously moves up your pay. Which, I didn't know that. Which would make sense because obviously if Why? you're fighting lighter dudes and you're just more about fine- finesse and technique and everything like that. But if you really have the power hits, power hits and you can actually get bigger while still maintaining that speed and still maintain your still fighting style, then by all means, you should get that top dollar payday. Well, I think people just go for heavyweight fights already because they're heavyweights. Everybody's a fan. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> want to see that good melee out there. But okay. So I got you. And I want to say, who was it? Uh, Jamal Charlo, yeah, that was the yeah that was the the fight fight before fight that. Before, um, yeah. We didn't even touch get a chance to touch on that one, but he faced uh Montiel, and that one was also a fight that I texted you and I was like, man, I don't know if he's gonna make it out of this fight because after <laughs> you can see in the post fight conference and everything like that, his face was pretty knotted up. So Montiel definitely got some good hits in there, but of course, still Charlo is still undefeated. Won the chat, yeah, won. and. I'm not sure if he won a belt off that one. I, like I said, that one kind of crept up on me. I wasn't even prepared for that fight, and I guess I'm still not prepared now. I really don't know a lot about <laughs> it. But nonetheless, he definitely showed out. So, yeah, he did reclaim some belts. He, yeah. I think he snagged one of his own. Got a picture out there um, with his with belt right now, like it, I said, yeah. with his eyes eyes all knotted up. But still, the Charlo Twins are obviously one of those that has taken over the sport. And I, I, I'm liking what I see from the, the, the new era of boxing, but – I want to see some more competitive fights because Hold these on, guys what? are beating guys up that don't even, uh, I guess, match up to them. Right. It's not. It's not a. It's not something you want to see. I want to see big name versus big name. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Uh, but is is that new age? That's not new age. That's that's ain't nobody out there. You only fight who. Right. You only fight who's in front of you. It's not my fault. Well, I want to say what Muhammad Ali lost a couple of fights. He did. Tyson. Was Tyson undefeated? No, he lost. Tyson a, lost he a got nice knocked fight, out right? by Buster Douglas. So we have, we have seen some guys back in the day. I mean, the Lennox Lewis's and the Felix yeah, Trinidad's. We've seen some of these guys saying. obviously who, take some L's. Who do you... That's what I'm saying. But but who's out there that has that name like I have that name that we can put, put me against? Right, right. It ain't too many people and like it, that. It's going to be a lot of these guys obviously up and coming that's to say, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to take that chance to see if I can be that guy. To go do ahead. It. But you got a lot of these guys, like I said, 25 and no, and Javante Davis, and a lot of these guys are just like, okay, I don't know who's going to be able to compete with you right now to really give you a good fight because this is where the interesting things come from. Javante knows that he has to knock this guy out because if it goes all the way, I don't want to leave it to chance. Right, that's going to leave. I don't leave it to judge a score. That's messing up my uh, rep. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Like the old Rocky movie, if anybody ever seen it. If you watch Rocky 1 or 2, he got his respect. Not not because he won, just for hanging in there and going the whole way. So, you know. And you reminded me recently, too, we still have Errol Spence Jr. versus uh, Manny Pacquiao coming up. Right. I'm, That's I'm, July I'm, 24th, right? 
I know we talked about it last time. I want to say that's the date for it right there. I don't know. That's the Wilder and Fury fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pacquiao, Pacquiao's in August, I believe. Then. I think so. Yeah, the Wilder and Fury fight is July 24th. I will be watching that fight. I did watch the second one. I missed the first one. So I'm going to watch this one. Uh, I'm going to watch it to see what's up. I'm going to have a lot of intel come back on. Yeah, and, yeah take and, some and, notes and whatnot. Yeah, you know. Really dive into that one. That's but that's heavyweight. See, that's you know heavy, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, that's what... Everybody <laughs> loves the heavyweight fights. That's heavyweight, so yeah. Big bucks. I guess that's everything we got today, huh? We didn't cover everything as usual. We got a little baseball in there, got a little football in there. We did. We're going to be heavy basketball again because we got to get ready for these the NBA finals. The finals, the finals, yeah, the finals, uh, you know, uh, and then free agency stuff. Because, oh, oh, you mentioned something earlier about the summer, the summer everything we've been gone. Nothing exciting happens in the summer, no way. Like, the summer's been sportless. Well, I ain't going to say that. You have tennis, you have other stuff going oh. on, but it don't be, it don't be, you know, but riveting. You just, you just brought my attention to something. I'm not sure how big of a fan of you are or our listeners are, but the Olympics are coming around. Right, right. Track and field, swimming, all that. I'm, I think they... Uh, I want to watch all that. So Did, did they I move think, it because it's been too hot? They said somebody's been too hot for something. I'm not even sure if any dates been changed. Cause of course, it's happening in Tokyo, Japan. It was postponed from last year's pandemic. And this year, I guess they feel having that many athletes in one area in the Olympic Village is going to be all right. So I want to look it up right now and see when the Olympics will take place. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll It's going to start actually July 23rd and end August 8th. So I'm not sure what the schedule calendar looks like for um the the seasons if you will if they have those in japan but seasons <laughs> everybody got seasons man it is called the summer olympics for a reason i feel you but yeah i heard i heard, I heard it's been too hot i don't know but yeah that's it uh you know go get the merch we on t public oh yeah we uh, didn't have to talk about that a little bit i I know you got to keep on reminding me because i finally went out there and got my own stuff yeah i had a couple shirts before but i want to got some more me and wifey had the, uh, what was it, the red heather red tank one, yeah, tops. Yeah. So we were out there. And the best part I like about Public though, is that they always got promo codes. So if anybody's listening out there and you're like, oh, man, I don't like spending top dollar or a full price for stuff, yeah. they always got something like free shipping, some kind of percentage off. You can sign up for them, get some reminders on some other stuff because we're not the only ones with uh, stuff on there. If you follow any other podcasts or any other brands at all, there's a lot of different artists that make their stuff on there. But we got tees on there. We got right. stuff for the kids. We, we, we got, got stuff cups. For, yeah. We got phone cases. Uh, Man, computer cases. I don't know what else. I'm trying to think. It's so much. I've seen a lot of stuff. You got coasters on there, I think, too, even. I don't know. I don't know. You got it, everything. It's, but It's so much. Right now, most importantly, it's the summertime. Get out there and get your tank top. If you got your sun's out, guns out uh, idea <laughs> going right now. You can get them all kind of colors. That was, like I said, that was the coolest thing about with me. If you got a fresh pair of kicks that you want to match them with or a team hat that you got that you want to wear something else with besides your team jersey or whatever, get you a tank top. Yeah, from, like uh, Greg himself. Public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I will, I will match. <laughs> <laughs> but I did make it to where you can search now all-inclusive sports podcast or you can do like B said recently and just type in sports podcast and you will find us on tpublic.com. We up on there. We're going to see y'all next week. Next all right. week.